today. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for being able to stand in your presence on today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus.
I pray that the, that God move me out of the way so that everyone in here can be able to receive exactly what you need all today. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. So I've always been just wanting, you know, I, I, I read God's word, but just getting up early, hallelujah, to just sit with him. So all last week I just started getting up early. And then I thank God for my my daughter, Sister Tony. She said, I see you. Getting up early. I see you. Um but just getting out of the bed, and I told my husband, you know, time still fly by even when you get up early. But just having that space to 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 open up the windows and just sit with your Lord. And I just thank him for giving me that space to sit with him. Because it it, it allowed me to be ready even more on today to bring a word to these people. Thank you, Lord. Um, and I thank God for my minister as well, Minister Taco, Minister Takiyah, Minister Stanley. I thank God for her, amen, because she blessed me uh, yesterday as well, even though in times of distress, you know, you can still be a blessing to somebody else. Amen. Just by what you say, you know, I try to hear something different. So I just thank God and I hope that this word is a blessing to everyone in the household today. Amen, Lord God, I thank you. I'm going to read y'all what I wrote in my in my, in my journal um, before, because it's going to lead us into the word on today. We've been studying, or we've been talking about um, in times of distress. And pastor have been doing some word studies, some, some words every Sunday. Um, so I'm going to stay within the connection of in times of distress. Amen. But I'm not going to take a letter from him because that's what God did. <laughs> so if I take Jay, <laughs> he's going to stand up and shut the service down. So <laughs> Amen. That's the inside joke. <laughs> But I thank God on today because in times of distress, we have to be what God needs us to be for others. And when I say that, because each and every one of us may be going through something in this moment. So each and every one of us should be touching each other. So when I'm going through something, that don't mean that I should be sitting in my distress. I should be touching somebody else because I know somebody right next to me is going to be touching me. Amen. So it's like a treatment effect. So when you reach out, into my, my sermon kind of early. So when I reach out um, and touch somebody else, somebody else should be right behind and touching me. Amen. So I, I sat down and I wrote because I know Pastor, he, he talks about in times of distress and I wrote a vow and I said my vow, and this is something that if you haven't done, Use each letter to add on to your vow. So at the end, when we hope, I don't know, we going all the way to, to Z. But at the end, you will have a full thing that you can print up, a full picture you can print and post in your house, and that's your vow. So in times of distress, this is my vow. In times of distress, I need to be where God is, so that I won't face any adversities that will hinder me from breaking forth. I need to be where God is so I won't face any adversities that will hinder me from breaking forth. When I am where God is, I will have a contrite mind that won't dilute Jesus. 
and will stand on his word and forever establish the true word of God in my heart. God's presence allows me to identify my faults. God's presence allows me to identify my faults and recognize my enemies. God is my safe place, my Hosea. And because I am where God is in times of distress, I will not create illusions to master my pain. Amen. 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 So next Sunday, we're going to be in jail. So I'm going to add on to a little bit of my vow. So that last part, I will not create illusions to match my pain. Amen. So last Sunday, Pastor talked about illusions. I've been using illusions all week. I've been recognizing that when we when we go through something or we have this pain or we do something in our life, we begin to create illusions instead of accepting the truth. Amen. Because we in so much pain and we hurt so bad, we don't want to acknowledge the pain so that God can start working. We would rather mask the pain and create our own illusions instead of identifying what we are really feeling. And this was written on March the 4th, so it's amazing how since that day I've been hearing a lot about feelings. Amen. So when I was thinking about when I wrote in my in my journal and and I was and, and, and if y'all come to Bible study next next Thursday I will be elaborating more on feelings. That's shout out for feelings. Amen. <laughs> but masking our pain, pain is a feeling. That's something that you feel. So there are several types of feelings. There, there are primary feelings and secondary feelings. So I'm gonna give you an example. And this was a good little nugget for me. Because if you are afraid or stressed and you need comfort, yet you respond with anger, that's secondary feeling. Afraid is the first feeling. Your body's telling you you're afraid. But you respond with anger. You are unlikely to get your need or support made. So when I read that, when I, when I wrote that down, I thought about a conversation me and my husband had. So in, in the Bible study that I that I taught, I was I was pouring out my feelings and telling y'all how in seven years or so I haven't been able to listen to certain songs that my dad passed. Like I haven't been able to do certain things, but God has brought me to a, a in a time of distress to use that pain to help someone else. So as I was was pouring out and I was telling my telling my husband, you know, you heard me. Pour out. You heard my cry. Why do I have to elaborate on what you heard? Why now run to me and say, you know I haven't been able to listen to that CD in, in a long time. You know I haven't been able to hear those words. So why didn't you come check on me and say, oh wow, you listened to the CD. Are you what you need? Are you okay? Well, how did you process that? Instead, you just you started asking me a bunch of questions. So when you ask me a bunch of questions, I began to shut down because I already gave you the answer to the question that I already gave you everything. I poured it out. So I responded a different way. And when I responded that way, I began to shut down. So instead of realizing the feeling that I was feeling, I, I, I matched it with something else so that he wasn't able to comfort me the right way. He wasn't able to come in and give me what I need because I expected him to do something else. I'm like, you heard me. So respond this way. 
I began to have a secondary feeling. Amen. So again, if y'all want to know more about feelings, come by. Because I'm about to go another way. So in times of distress, we have to recognize how we are feeling. Be where God is to receive clarity on those feelings. So our feelings is a way to alert your body that something is happening. So when you're feeling a certain way, it ain't a time for you to push it away. It's a time because God is trying to alert you that something is happening. And it's up to you to respond appropriately. So how we respond to those feelings is, is how is, is how you're going to receive your outcome. It's what's the next step that's going to happen. Y'all understand what I'm saying? So a lot of times we respond, we are responding out of our feelings instead of to our feelings. Y'all see the difference? We are responding out of them. I responded out of my feelings toward my husband instead of responding to my feelings so that we can have a, a decent conversation, which we need. Amen. Which we will continue to have. Amen. Amen. So we have to recognize what we are feeling. Amen. So in times of distress, and this is the this is the topic on the so in times of distress, who is touching you? And that can be taken all our ways. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> who touching you? It can be a man, a thing, a woman. Who touching you? Amen. In times of distress, who is touching you? So we're going to be in the book of Daniel, chapter 10. And I'm going to briefly go through this chapter and, and just have a conversation with you guys. Amen. So in Daniel chapter 10, this is where Daniel receives his last vision. And when he was receiving his last vision, he is fasting for three weeks, 21 days. So that's amazing when I wrote that, three weeks. I had a conversation with somebody about three weeks. And I said, Lord, okay. It was a tattoo conversation with somebody about three weeks. And... There's something about that number three. Y'all know Father, Son, Holy Spirit, uh, representing God's presence, His completeness. So I'm a big believer. You can know a lot of things in three weeks, three months, three years, maybe a little too long. Three years, you're probably going to get an answer the, the, the result of what your, your decision was three weeks or <laughs> three months ago. <laughs> but I always believe that that three is something serious. So he fasted, he was fasting for three weeks. So God is saying, do we set aside time to spend with him? Amen. When we are in times of distress, when we are going through something, when, when we see something in our life, when we have this vision over us, because we all know and, and realize when we make a decision to do something, we kind of know what the outcome going to be. We can kind of see what's going to happen. Because God is speaking to us through our feelings. Mm -hmm. But it's how we respond that will redirect the outcome. So God is saying, during the time when you see things in your life, do you set aside time to just sit with me and just be with me so that I can come touch you, so that I can come see about you? So that is what Daniel did. He fasted for three weeks. So after three weeks, Somebody came to him, an angel, a messenger, and he came to see about him after those three weeks. 
So God is now responding to Daniel's prayer. So I need y'all to follow me on this. So for three weeks, Daniel was fasting, he was praying, he was asking God for a response. But he didn't get an answer. He was looking for him before, but he didn't get an answer until after the three weeks was up. Mm -hmm. So as we go through these, these verses in Daniel, God is saying, do you have patience to wait for my response? Because mm -hmm. a lot of times we are so inconsistent. We are not consistent, but we have patience to just wait. We probably wait for two days, but then we like, man, God, ain't, ain't nothing happened, so let me start touching stuff. Let me start moving pieces around. Mm -hmm. Let me start being answered. Mm -hmm. Let me respond to these feelings. So you want to respond to them with a secondary feeling because you wasn't waiting for the first help. Amen. Amen. So God is saying, do you wait for me to respond? So Daniel was waiting. So in the 10th verse, I'm going to be reading the GMB version, the news Bible. And it says, Then a hand took hold of me and raised me to my hands and knees. Amen. Thank y'all for saying that. So it says, Then a hand took hold of me and raised me to my hands and knees, and I was still trembling. So y'all can have a seat, so I'm going to be reading throughout. Thank y'all. So a hand took hold of me. So as I was waiting, so after my waiting period for the Lord, after I was I was fasting or just sitting with the Lord for this time, meditating and trying to hear from him, I received an answer. So somebody came and took hold of me and raised me to my hands and knees and I was still trembling. I read that verse. It made me think about when God comes to see about us, we're still a little afraid. We're still a little uneasy. We still don't know what's about to happen. But he's raising us up on our hands and knees and about to respond to what we need an answer to. So he's about to respond to our needs. So it goes on to say in the 11th verse, the angel said to me, Daniel, and I put my name, and I put Tara. So put your name. The angel said to me, Daniel, God loves you. Stand up and listen carefully to what I'm going to say. I have been sent to you when he had said this. He stood up, still trembling. Then he said, Daniel, don't be afraid. God has heard your prayers ever since the first day you decided to humble yourself in order to gain understanding. I have come in to answer your prayer. And the angel, then he went on to say, the angel, prince of kingdom of Persia, opposed me for 21 days. So when I went on to read that, so the angel was basically telling him, God heard you from the first day that you was praying. He heard your request. He saw your heart. He saw when you humbled yourself and bowed before him. He heard you the very first day. But the prince of Persia, and this is the spirits of the air, like he was off doing, fighting these battles somewhere else. But God hear you. But sometimes he may not respond right then, but he hear you. And I need y'all to remember this, that God hears you from the very first day that you say that prayer, from the very first day when you say, God, I need understanding. From the very first day when I had to fall on my knees and say, God, I'm not okay. From the very first day, God heard me, but it took him a while for him to get back to me because he just wanted me to sit with him for a moment. 
He needed something to soak inside of me. He needed me to get something. But I had to be patient and wait for him. So he told him, he heard you from the very first day. So your prayer was heard, but God did not respond immediately. The importance of drawing near to God. Soon after Daniel's three-week fast, God responded. But Daniel was wise enough to know that our struggles is not against flesh and blood. So I, this, this is what I need y'all to get. That when y'all are going through, or when we are going through something, it's not about this flesh and this blood. Y'all got to always realize that it's a spiritual battle. That God is, is, is he's trying to do something deeper with us that you don't even understand. He's trying to go beyond what you can even see. So he needs you to realize that when you are sitting with him, that he needs you to separate the flesh, separate your blood, separate yourself out of the situation and know that spiritually something needs to change. Spiritually, God is trying to do something in me so deep that it hurts so bad, but I need him to yank it out because this flesh and this body don't, don't die out. But my spirit is going to last forever. So God needs you to know that the battle is not about that. So Daniel knew enough that when he was praying and when he was fasting, because he saw the vision, he saw what was coming, he saw the disasters to come, that the only thing that's going to keep me is my spirit. Amen. And that's in Ephesians 6.12 where it talks about spiritual forces. So God waited. He waited for God's touch. He waited on God to touch him. <laughs> so often, I allowed the wrong person to touch me. The wrong thing, like alcohol, sex, because I felt like it was going to comfort me. I allowed those outside things to touch me instead of waiting on God to touch me. So God is out fighting some heavy spiritual battles on our behalf. God is out there fighting on our, on our behalf, so we got to be faithful to him while he is battling. We got to be faithful because he's out there taking care of your situations. Y'all don't see it. It's like when y'all are patiently waiting, he's already out there fighting your battles, but we got to wait for him to come tell us what he's already done. But so often we step outside and then God is like, you didn't wait for me. So now you got to start all over again. So God was like, I am coming. God is saying, I'm coming. I'm coming. I hear you. From the very first day, I hear you. I'm coming. Don't lose focus. He's saying, don't lose focus. I'm coming. I hear you. I'm coming. You listen to me? You're looking right in my eyes. So the angel came to Daniel to talk to him about the vision. Glory to Jesus. He came to talk to us about our life. I need us to put ourselves in this story, in this situation. But that's what I did. God, God came to talk to me because I needed to hear from him. I needed something different from him because I was getting weak and weary. So when God makes himself known to us, how do we respond? So in times of distress, again, who is touching you? So down in verse 16, it says, then the angel who looked like a human being stretched out his hand and touched my lips. I said to him, Sir, this vision makes me weak, makes me so weak that I can't stop trembling. I don't know what's happening. 
Lord Jesus, I don't understand what's happening. So I'm like a slave standing, standing before his master. How can I talk to you, Lord? Yes, that's the question that they ask me. And I've asked this question so often. I don't know if y'all have. I'm like, God, how can I talk to you? How? I don't know. How I need you to answer what I'm trying to say. Like, how can I talk to you? I have no strength or breath left in me. Lord, so sometimes when we are needing God to come see about us, it's like the breath has been kicked out of us, but we don't have any life left. We just feel like we just can't go on. So in the 18th verse, it says, once more, he took hold of me, meaning he touched me. He touched me. Mm -hmm. And I felt stronger. He said, God loves you. This is what the angel was telling us. He said, God loves you, so don't let anything worry you or frighten you. When he had said this, I felt even stronger and said, Sir, tell me what you have to say. And he said, um, even stronger, he said, Sir, tell me what you have to say. You have made me feel better. That's what more feeling. He said, You made me feel better. He said, You made me feel better. So that's the thing that God is trying to get us to understand. That when you wait on me to touch you, but you gotta wait for me to touch you. That he'll touch your lips, he'll touch your walk, he'll make you stronger, he'll give you words to say, he'll give you understanding so that you can feel better about it. Because right now you're feeling a certain way. We have these certain things that are on the inside of us that we may not understand or may can't put even put a word on it. But instead of responding outside of what we are actually feeling, we wait on God to make us feel better. To come down and just touch us. So now going through the remaining verses and the remaining chapters of Daniel um, goes on to reveal the truth. He goes on to tell Daniel about what's going to happen. About these spiritual battles to come that will cause a major fall. So the book ends by saying this, y'all, in, in Daniel 12 and 13, it says, Lord Jesus, and you, Daniel, and I put my name here, be faithful to the end. Then you will die, but you will rise up to receive your reward at the end of time. So what God is telling each and every one of us and what he's told me so often, this word gave me so much strength and so much encouragement, is just be faithful until the end. We, if we deal with our problem, and I said it in the beginning, with consistency. We waver. We start out strong. And then when we get weak, we don't allow God to come back and strengthen us. We just, just, just wallow, and then we fall off. And God is telling us, be faithful until the end. So in times of distress, acknowledge how you are feeling. Go to God for help on how to respond to your feelings. Understand that this life is a spiritual battle. If you are allowing the wrong things or the wrong people to touch you, I need y'all to remember that. If you are allowing the wrong things to touch you, and you absolutely know when those wrong things happen, it is up to you to respond. So when you allow those things to happen, you will not have any strength to endure to, to endure this race. You won't. When you allow the wrong things into your life, you will fail. 
Amen. When you allow the wrong things to touch you, to speak over you, you will fail because you are accepting those illusions over your life. So your prayers will not be answered because you will get distracted. You will lose focus. You will lose patience. You will lose your faith. So set aside space for you to be comforted by the Lord. Jesus, and wait for him to touch you. Glory to Jesus. And at the end of this whole process, you will receive your reward. Amen. 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 Y'all give God a hand. Amen. 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 Amen.